Blog Talk Radio.
The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
why your number is at the match. Because in their mind, they're going to catch a loophole somewhere. As long as you quote the page, it's no loophole. Elder, Mr. Kim, Israel. Yaqua, be there, be right. And Yaqua, bless you, see Israel, see, bro. Hallelujah. Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua, Elder. And like we said, as long as you quote your Yaqua and put in first, there is no weapon formed according to 5417 of Isaiah. No weapon formed against you from prosper. So, Elder, I have to believe that, and I do believe that. So, whether you got to tell this international radio broadcast, Boston Number Two is the Light Ministry, over 900,000 strong on the international side, take your time while we get up some nice hot herbal tea and then spread the books out and let's see if we get something going on. Take your time, Elder, you're on the clock, come on. Once again, Yakwa Bush is here as well. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among a cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners. And as you said, that's over 900,000. That is a lot of people that want to hear the words of Yaqua. And you know something? This brings me to mention that we have to be aware by knowing the scriptures, the Bible scriptures, and the Bible precepts. We're given the knowledge to know. We have many of those out there that camouflage the evil or confused teachings and using overly loud bump-to-gums contests for so-called righteous learning, even trying to turn the Bible scriptures around as verbal, verbal weapons against us that know. I spoke about this earlier today to a wise man, and we agreed on such. This is why we're here to welcome and thank all of you and help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bump to guns. So we welcome and thank all of you for attending this live broadcast with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost about Yaqua's words, learning how to connect the Bible books, your health, foods that you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. All this is done because you have not. This is the information you came to seek, and now you have found that in the voices of the Trisalites, tribe of Yadah. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of Sabbath is Friday. That class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class at 12 p.m. and an online class from 2 to 5 p.m. until our temple members decided to leave. We even have a website address. To use this, open up any search engine on any one of your smart devices. Right on that search line, enter tribeyada.com. After you click enter, look for tribeyada.com once again, dash Israelites. Under this, you'll find a big iron, and some of which you will find tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, on any other device, you may see menu. 
But again, after clicking this, you'll still see the choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings, and doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, or you can to the people. Give unto the aqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaquah loves a chill forgiver, and also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated, that you give according to those Bible scriptures which are read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. You'll find this is done to keep this ministry bringing you Thus Says Yaquah Alive. Also for building a school, which we currently often talk about now. A banquet hall, radio station, and land of health foods we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. We even have a calendar. Check the calendar while there, which will keep you in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This is another feature that's available during our broadcast time. Once again, just enter Yaqua Radio Live on any search line. Look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yata. Click the red live button. As soon as it appears, you'll be right into our live online broadcasts. We're also using a few numbers to call with Yaqua Online. The first is the live conference room number which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave a message on scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by anyone with six and nine accounts of Yaqua's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a downtone. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the seer. Your email, phone, or text before broadcasts or afterwards. You might imagine the reason for saying this is that he's pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, announcing many memos. But even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will just hear a discouraging downtime. Now, if you've happened to miss the beginning of today's program, you can always listen to the recorded show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time is repeated after 10.30. To do this, just enter three words once again. Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Trizolites. Just choose the program that you are late logging into, or at that point, you can look down our list and choose any particular day that you would like to listen. Also, doing a normal broad talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on countdown. It can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer. Just download the PalTalk app. 
we will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Truth, Tribe of Yadda. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. Where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer the on the table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be the Elder Mr. Tibbs, along with the Seer Israel, writing a shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And you'll find a broad talk answer before teaching time. Our teaching will continue on Cloud Talk. I'll be with you all. But as a continuing reminder, we'd like to say, when we're given the scriptures to speak by this year, always be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly. Remember, as that was said earlier, we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh, and not that of confusion, as we're given that reminder in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. And as I usually say, we do this because we keep the scriptures in mind. But when you find those that are trying to win that bump the guns contest, what they miss is all of Yahweh's glory which is said unto them. Because we are rehearsing righteous acts to learn the words of Yahweh. Once again, we're given that reminder in St. John, chapter 14, verse 26. So we can start to work on some of these things we're talking about. Let's pull out those Bibles and open them and pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, there, Elder. Hallelujah, Yahweh. That's excellent on your part. And we're going to see you all going to be participating in tonight's lesson. And we got a lot of memos. Memo from the WCC. It's a seer. We really like to hear a little bit more about what happened after death. And that is the reason why we didn't cut you off. Because when something is very interesting, you can bet we will not cut you off. Mm-hmm. Let's see who all going to be online on stage for tape number 10. I, I see. I see the young lion, but we have, let's find if the young lion, Doug McKay, is he all ears or he want to get in there and out in the microphone. We'll find him in a minute. Hey, Brother McKay, try the Yacht Dodge Judah, one of them up and come and keep you out of the camp on. Why be there, see Roy? Yahweh bless you there. Say Israel. Oh, see Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all line up. Y'all line. Tell O.C. of something now. All right. Uh, are, you, are you on the line to um, get in, and, or are you just going to run back and Make sure you ain't behind on anything and take a note. Let go back and see how how you how you um, operating there, y'all. Right? Oh, Makai is great. Got to sit back and uh, make sure he don't behind and be all ears and and, and look mouth. Hallelujah, But I do want you to look up look up one word for me. Uh, I need to have one word looked up for me there, young line. And, right. and this one word say, we just want to throw it out here. Um, we'll give you a chance to, to run it down and make a little quick note of it. 
And how you spell this word is N. You got a pencil pad to write it down there. I mean, your line. Write this, write this down. Okay. We're getting it together right now. Okay, spell it again. N-E-C-R-O-M-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-T-Y. R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. Um, I'd like to hear something about that that word of the young lion. And later on, and, and, and while you're doing that, can you uh, tell the national audience who all bring, who all is all here on this broadcast, then we'll give you a chance to mail back and, check, and, and write something down on that. The wall carries broadcast that young line. Can you help the the national is out over nine hundred thousand stones on those that carrying this broadcast come up? All right. Well right now we know we live on Blog Talk Radio Station. But we also uh be live on Pal Talk. And you can also catch us on YouTube at V O T T Y Tribe Y A D H once again. You can catch us on YouTube at V O T T Y Tribe, And then we also be broadcasting on Facebook. You catch us on Facebook at B-O-T-T-Y. Once again, you can type in those keys on your laptop, desktop computer, that one outstanding cell phone, or even if you use your little watch phone, you can uh, dial in, type in those B-O-T-T-Y to Facebook and catch us on any one of the broadcasts, any one of the previous uh, shows we had edited on a uh YouTube, and then you also catch any one of the live events we had on YouTube or the live events we had on Facebook. If you want to catch any one of the previous broadcasts from the Power Talk Radio, um, you can type in uh, B-O-T-T-Y, try uh, B-O-T-T-Y for the Facebook page. It's uploaded on there as well. Um, like we say, take your notes, be big ears and little mouth, and write down all the questions that you have. And um, you got you want to leave any questions or comments, dial in the international phone line at 224-600-5579. Once again, the number is 224-600-5579. Uh, so over to you, Sis Real, of C. Wood. All right, excellent. All right, excellent. Look at that word. And, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Yep, Yahweh bless you, still Israel. 
of Ebron. Give you a timeline on that. 
um, right now, but a necromancer has always been a magician, um, a person that talked to the dead, and he's been known for his uh, tactics in that particular area. But the timeline of that has been always back to the days of the pharaohs. Yeah, um, I recall pastors at funeral saying, told me they have made it. So, and to let all those that's into the church and know that everybody going to cross this path. So the one that we just put the rest have made it and they in heaven. They have made it and they in heaven. Now, we're going to see if anybody ever heard that before when a preacher say, oops, they have told me that they had, they are made it into heaven. So now who wants to take a shot at that uh, based upon, have they ever heard, says, this is, this is a homecoming, and oops, they have made it in heaven, and they told me that they are made in heaven. Now who wants to take a shot at that? Uh, Brother Micaiah, uh, take a shot at that. I know that was coming up. I used to hear that uh, definitely during the times when people have funerals and a pastor get up there or when they go to church, when a pastor get up there, something like that, and somebody passed away, he say, oh, they done made it to heaven. They in the gates right now going into heaven. And uh, 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 they over there sitting, and this how they, and this how they terminology. They sitting with God. So they went up, up, and away. So I done heard that plenty of times. My my man, pretty much my whole life. Even to this day, I still hear people say it. All right, um, Mother E, you want to take a shot at that, Mother E? Um, you want to pass on to the elder? Have you ever heard the thing that 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 what you're looking in the in that cast is not the person because they've already told me that they have made it to heaven. Well, have you ever heard that before, Mother, Mother, Mother E? I hear them say they told him they made it into heaven. I hear them say they made it in But I hear them say that they told the pastor they don't make they made it into heaven. Oh, okay. All right, Elder, you want to take a shot at Elder before we, um, have you ever heard a pastor say that? This word is called uh, ah, Nelson. Ah, ah. Repeat that word. Necromancer. 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 That was a, a word that came out in Necromancer. Yeah. That was a term that came out in the 17th century, but as far as the pastors, Anytime I heard them saying that they had made it to heaven, I'm wondering uh, where did they get the signal from? Okay. <laughs> well, we wanted well, we, we that. Where did they get the signal? Uh, yeah, but you say you wanted that. Hey, hey Mother Eve, what it says in 311 of the book of St. John, that's, that's, that's a nice point. I just wonder where they get that signal from. That's what we're going to do in this lesson. We just uh gonna fill it fill it out a little bit and then we'll see where 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 this come from. I'll go to see looking at 
the whole circumstances because but he just want to talk back to the national audience. See, this word originated in 1250 A.D., 1300. That's where this word originated. That's where the word originated from. The word, uh, pronounce the word again, L. Necromancer. Okay, that necromancer, this word is coming from a Latin word that came from the Greek word. It's a Greek word that, just write it down there, Elder. It came from a Greek word. Remember, Latin come from Greek. So now, yeah, write this word down there, Elder. Yeah, Latin came from Greek. So Latin came from Greek. Now, well, see, I want you to just write a word down. We're just going to throw it on the table, and then we're going to show you how you go in the Bible and take care of business. So now, y'all line there, I read the definition showing that the word, what the word means is witchcraft. Witchcraft, black magic, sorcery, um, I don't want to butcher up this word. C O N J U R A T I O N. Who won't take a shot? Who won't take a, a shot at this word? I don't want to butcher it up because I get more calls on. Hey, see, you just butchered up that word. Uh, yeah, okay. I butchered up. But in the same token, you're going to break it down. That's why I don't hear them. Is in the wings. C O N J U R A T I O N. Who wanna take a title on pronouncing that word? Spell it again. C O N J U R A T I O N. Who wanna take a shot at that word? You know, don't see or feel like uh um, conjure you know I, that's conjura conjuration. Take a shot at it, y'all mind? Con- conjuration. That that's uh what a necromancer used to bring up uh evil spirits is uh a whooshing process uh, the process they go through to bring out an evil spirit, they conjure them up. So the act of conjuring oh. a spirit is called conjuration. Exactly right. So, so what I'm see, what I'm doing, El, we just, I'm just talking back, but uh, we just want to inform that if you been a, a part of all this after we go in scripture, so pull up the definition of this word, C O N. J-U-R-A-T-I-O-N. So what we're going to do is we're going to go in the Bible after we get enough on the table to work with, we're going to go in the, in the Bible and do some Bible breakdown once we find out necromancer means sorcery. Okay. You want a definition? Yes, one definition. Conjuration, where they conjure up 
It's a noun. It's a magical indication or spell, the performance of something supernatural by means of a magical conjuration or spell. So a type of magic. So, again, going back to witchcraft. Okay, give me a word that that can that can uh, sum this word up, Elder. Give me a word for the national audience to sum this word called uh, C O N J U R A T I O N. Give me give me a, a sentence on how to use this word. Come on. The necromancer used conjuration, a spell to put uh, somebody under bewitch enchantment. We're not using it in a sentence. A magical oh, spell. So, 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 so when we see this word right here, this word is pertaining to witchcraft or bewitched. Is, 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 that, is, that, uh, is that good enough, Elder? Will that word, will it fit up in there? This C-O-N... Uh-huh. That's one of the breakdowns for it. A spell, a charm, enchantment, bewitchery, a magical formula that can be performed by uh, either words, song, or incarnation, like we said before. Oh, okay, good. All right, so good. Then I think we, we see what this word means. So when we, so when we see this word called sorcery or we know this is a form of witchcraft. This is this is called somebody is deceiving you by bringing up the dead for a price. They bring the dead up. We might a lot of times people they they trouble. They go out to the graveyard and they sit out there and and get their peace once a year. And sometimes they say they I had a pretty good conversation at the graveyard. You know, they're coming, they fly all over the world with a parent of one of their relatives, and they'll retain the flowers once a year, and if they get a nice peace of mind by communicating <laughs> with the dead. Got it. So now we got enough words on the table now. So no, what we can ready to do now, Mother? Hey, Mother E. We're getting ready now to go and see what do the Bible, because we know they do it. We know the pastor says um, about the dead. We know the pastors have said, oops, they have made it. So don't cry for whoever in the casket because they have made it. We know them business conversations out there, but now we want to go and now see what the Bible says to change to that for part two. You know, let's go in the Bible, Mother, and find out exactly if you know anybody that communicate with the dead. If you know, if you know anybody have said they have communicated with the dead. One way or the other, going to the Bible now and do a little investigation. 
We we are we are, let's go to Acts chapter eight, mother. Hey, mother, we're going to Acts chapter eight. We'll see. Can we go to Acts chapter eight first? And we're gonna see because I I know when you bury your loved one. The preacher would always, or someone would ask you, how far you want to go with the funeral? Do you want a, they give you a price. They give you a $300 funeral, a $500 funeral, or even a $1,000 funeral. They ask, then you ask them, well, what, what all I get in the $300? And you ask them, what I get in the $500 funeral? And the thousand dollar funeral. Now, I, I know I'm, I'm testing a little bit. Have anybody on the panel heard anybody say that it all depends on how much you want to pay for the funeral? Uh, funeral will cost you three hundred, five hundred, a thousand. Is anybody a gift? Feel hallelujah on that, or they'll pass on that. Hey, mother, you want to pass on that? Young line up. Okay. Uh, Gail, you want to pass on that or, or, or comment on that? <laughs> oh, that's, I'll give a comment. But uh, generally, they have uh, a financial person in most of the uh, churches. And they, they have a list of the uh, type of coffins that, that you can get. Uh, so many thousand uh, for the cheaper and the most expensive coffins all decorated. And then uh, if you go uh, a song and dance, you know, like uh, a musician to come in and, and play music, uh, you have to pay for the pastor, pay for the, uh, for the musician, pay for the coffin, and then pay for the service. And then when you go to the uh, graveyard uh, for the burial, you have to have the check available before they will admit the coffin into the graveyard. That's any of the ones that's out there today. Got to have your uh, before you put the coffin in there. So they do have a certain price level, a certain price level you can get, a price level, a, a price level on how you want to send your little ones off. Is that right? Over there, price level. Over there, That's right. Some price are a little bit more than others, and then if we in our emotional, we want the best for our loved ones, so we are gonna say, well, I want it all. What's that? All gonna cost you past the regular three hundred. The regular three hundred, it'll cost you a little bit more. So we have heard that before. Good. We have heard that. So I just want to make sure I got a second witness that we have heard somewhere that you got a different level of price on how you want to put your loved ones away. You can do it, you know, regularly or add, add it or take it all the way up. That's all it can. Now, back I remember, I, I remember, uh, um, a young man buried his son, 
and he was uh, offered to, you know, big money, bubbling over with emotion. He said he's going to put a lot of money inside the caskets where his farm rests at. And, and they seen him, and, and they watched him put all that money in there, and so, and so did them undertakers did too. They were watching you put all that money, and you know, undertakers are one, they let you down and cover you up. They'll let you down and cover you up. But I don't know, you know, I just leave that low. Get they dig in back up and open that casket and get that money about it. I don't know. Uh, I believe somebody <laughs> will use the call on the international line, 224 they can re- recall of this man putting this money all in it, filling it up fill on his son inside his casket. And he had money all over the place. So they let him down and, and the undertaker covered him up. You know, I don't know. I, I just heard this before. Did they dig him back up? And then after everybody gone and get that money out there, they, they put him back down and put that dirt. dirt. I don't know. So we'll leave it like that yesterday. So, so you're running to a lot of things. But this word we got on table called Pronounce that word again, uh, L. Which one? Continuation? Yeah, um, N-U-C-R-O. Oh, necromancy. And the word is defined based upon communicating with the dead. Communicating with the dead. That's what the word basically means. And this word real, it just is a Latin word that you're reading right now, which comes from the Greek word and how the Greek pronounce this word. Write it down, Elder. N I G R O. Okay, start spelling it again. N I C. N. I-G-R-O M M Not as Latin Let me um, me look at it It came from This is a Greek word The Latin word is Let me me finish Let me just uh, Digress my brain for a minute The word in Latin, I tell you what, the word in Greek is N-E-C-R-O. N-E-C. N-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-T-E-I-A. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, check out some things. This 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 word this one came in the in the medieval times in the middle of it. N E C R O M A N T E I O. This is how the word was pronounced by the Greeks. Now, when the Latin that got their hand on it. 
It was a little alteration in the words. Went to, went to Latin, got the head, and out of Latin came English. So now, when the Latin got the hand on it, let's see how you, um, okay. When the, I'm coming to the Latin in a minute. Latin is N-E-C-R-O-A-N-C-Y. That's what's written in Latin. You got that the other? Necromancy. Yeah. And when the English got their hand on it, they pronounced it. N-I-G-R-O-M-A-N-C-E. When the English got their hand on it. So when the English got their hand on it, this word became N-I-G-R-O-M-A-N-C-I-E. That's when the English got their hand on this word. So it came from Greek. Latin, and by the time the English got a, a hold of his word, they pronounced it N-I-G-R-O-M-A-N-C-I-E. So now you got the Greek, the Latin, and the English. And when it got down to the English, come out of the Latin, elder, and come into the English and, and, and pronounce the word coming out of Latin to English. You pronounce it. Well, I can just say, well, I just felt I just spelled the word out. I didn't try to pronounce it. Come on. Okay, well you gave me three spellings. Um with the C Y, that's a necromancy. Um and the English is necromancer. No, um well see um, you, you gotta you gotta pronounce a little bit better than in English, yeah, Elder. See, it's not that those here do not know the whole whole ball of wax and thing. But I want you to bring it out that when it got to English, it was pronounced a little bit different. Now, look at the word again when it got down to English. When it got down to English, it was N I G. R-O-M-A-N-C-I-E. That's when it got the English L. So the Greek and the Latin pronounced it a little bit different. But when it got down to the English name, he pronounced it N-I-G-R-O-M-A-N-C-I-E. You take a shot of that word? Well, if I got it spelled right, N A C R O M A N C I E. Okay, let me let me spell it again. N I G R O M A N C I E. 
This how the English man pronounced it around after the 1300s. English man pronounced it this way after they got it from the Latin. And the Latin got it from the Greek. And the Greek got it from the, the Hebrew called Semitic. But we want to show you that when the English man got his hand on it, they spelled it N-I-G-R-O, M-A-N-C-I-E. And then they, they define a same definition, but they add a little bit more to the definition. So you want to pronounce it how the English man pronounced the word? I'm going to take a shot at saying necromancy. Necromancy. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's how the English man pronounced the same word. When it got to the English man, they removed and put in Negro masses. Negro. So they said Negro masses. After the 1300s, they started saying the same word that came out of the Latin to Greek. And they put the word called Negro on it. So there you go right there. So the word Negro. Mancy. Mancy. That's how they pronounce it in English. So now when those on the national audience look this word up, and then you get a date, a timeline, when the English man taking this word from the Latin, and the Latin taking it from the Greek, and the Greeks taking this word from Hebrew to Semitic. So when you sit down and do your homework on it, this word ends up being called Negro Master. So we're going to leave that on the table right now. Leave it, like, leave it like that. Just make you think a little bit. When it got down to English, that's how they pronounced the same word that came out of Greek Latin. And we ain't got to the Hebrew Semitic yet. But this happened after the 1300s. You got it? It happened after the 1300s. And what this word means, it means when the English and the Latin, and the English got their hand on this word, Latin, English, they start adding a little bit more to the meaning of this word, and it came up with the word called Niger or black was was substituted. So they come up with another meaning for this word after the thirteen hundred. It comes a word called Niger. Substituted in medieval from the Latin originally N E C R O M A N T E I A from the Latin. From Latin. And then Latin got there from the Greek. From the Latin. And the Greek, and how the Greek pronounced it was N E C R O M A N D Y. That's how the Greek pronounced this word. And when they pulled a word from the Hebrew, and remember, words were changed through the dialect, and this word ended up being called 
nigger, Matthew, nigger in English. So that's how you can, another way you can trace the word called nigger back. Because nigger came in in the 1300s by the English man after you take from the last. Now, are we not going to get on that? We're going to throw that on the table. That's the thought, making your brain start doing a little research. And, and the word means, when it got down to the English, it means that you was um, the Negro Matthew means meaning. Once you do your hardcore research, it's gonna mean dead black Negro. Once you do your hard research, that word gonna come all the way down from one meaning to the English word meaning dead. Black Negro. That's how it. That's how. That's how. That's how I got after thirteen hundred. All right, no said on that. We need everything. Let those do a little research and come up with something pertaining to why the mother and myself are going to, and the national audience are going to act chapter a most not be going to act. So now we'll leave that like it is. Now it's time to do some, some Bible now. Now it's time to do the Bible. We'll lay enough on the table to lay a little foundation when you do some research. But now let's go and ask, Mother. We're going to Acts chapter. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to Acts chapter 8. I don't know. You didn't say it for well, we're going to Acts chapter 8, Mother. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick it up at 8. And we'll look at verse 1, 2, and 3. Let's see what we get out of Acts chapter 8, 1, 2, and 3, Mother. See, remember, we come on a broadcast, Mother, to educate them. We, we come in to put those to own the enlightenment of some good stuff. So now, in the eighth chapter, now we'll bypass that. That's too, that's too much. We won't take up that much time. Let's pick it up around by the verse number. <laughs> well, hold on a minute. Let's see if we um, go a little further, Mother. We want we want to go a little further. We we're not gonna um, pick it up right there because that that gonna take a whole lot of explaining to do, and we we don't want to bypass that. We want to go to we're gonna stay in the eighth chapter now, and we just pick it around by verse number number eight. Okay, pick it up at eight. Acts chapter 8, verse 8. Let's read a little bit more till we get something going on. 8, verse 8. Read a little bit. Come on. The book of Acts chapter 8, verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. Verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simeon, 
preached four times in the same city in Sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself word from great one. But the Bible opened a certain man in ancient times. What did he, what did he do, Mother? He used sorcery. According to, yeah, according, according to but, but what did he do to the people's mother, according to verse number nine? Was, what did he do to the people? Okay. He used he what did he do according to verse nine? That's he yeah, so he used sorcery, mother. So he, so this man used sorcery, and he bewitched the people. Mm-hmm. And we found out the new word for uh, both of these words now is called what's the word again? Call it pronounce again, elder. Necromancer. Necromancer. See that? So he became a necromancer because the definition is using sorcery, bewitching the people, and and his uh pronounce the word again, um C O N pronounce the word again uh, L Conjunation, the act of bringing up spirits by prayer, spell or song. Yeah, so that was um, so to bring them up, right? Now, so that's sorcery, and that is bewitching the people. That's fooling people about certain. And we talking about the dead. So what we talking about is the dead. It's called fooling the people that you can do something that you can't do. You fooling the people. Let's read, mm-hmm. let's read a little bit more, Mother, in verse 10. Verse and 10. Verse 10. To whom they all give heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great, this man is the great <laughs> power of Yahweh. Uh-huh. And to him they had regard. Because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. See there, mother? For a long time he bewitched them with sorcery. So mm-hmm. for a long time, mother, he did this. I mean, so I wonder how many today have been bewitched today to believe. That, that that's nothing but the old word called sorcery and bewitching and playing on your intelligence saying saying what? Um let's get a precept. Let's get a precept, Elder, on that. Let me let me make a note of that. That's that's pretty good. I'm gonna make a note of Acts chapter eight. Acts precept chapter eight. on bewitching. Yeah, we no, yeah, we gonna get a precept on it after I write this verse down. Yeah, I know the definition of the word. Definition of the word is to charm. 
charm one with sorcery. Okay. Charm one with sorcery. So now we, um, nine to eleven. Charm one with sorcery. Right? So now we got we got to put a face on who would do such a thing a little bit later. But let's uh let's go to Second Thessalonians. And let's see what it says in Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonica, we're going to see two we're going to chapter two and we're going to pick it up around by verse number. We'll, take, we'll, we'll pick it at verse number. Nine. Okay, we're going. Yeah, we'll pick it at verse eight. Let's, let's make a little meal out of it. Let's, let's look at Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number Okay, what number? Starting at 8? Yeah, uh, chapter 2, verse 8. Okay. Let me make sure I heard it correctly. Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, reading from verse 8. It says, And when, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Yahweh shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Nine. Uh-huh. Even him who is coming... Now, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs of lying wonders. Uh, hold that point, Hill. So now he's saying this wicked, that wicked. So now he specifically says, you know, like you, you know, like you, you in a lineup. And you on the other side of the glass, and it's which one done you the wrong, and you said that one. So now you point out the one that done you the wrong behind the two-way mirror. That one right there. So when you're looking at this verse 8 of Second Thessalonians, he said that wicked be revealed. So it's it's a specific wicked got to be revealed. When you point him out, that one, it might be a many like it's 18 nations, but when you point out that one right there, that eliminated everybody else. Is that right, Errol? Hallelujah. So he said that wicked be revealed. So this is a wicked, that this wicked right here got to be revealed. This is a specific wickedness of wicked got to be revealed. All right, what it says in uh, verse 9, now, and, and, and what are you working with? Verse number 9, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs of lying wonders. And he said, that wicked 
we'll be having the power of Satan working with it. That wicked right there will have the power of Satan. And he will show great signs and line wonders. This wicked right here is the top wicked. And this wicked going to show great signs and line wonders. He going to lie so good that it's it going to fool even your grandmother. It's going to fool your grandfather. It's going to fool you even to this day. That's how, that's how he, but his power is from Satan the devil. Keep reading that, El. Verse 10. And with all the deceivableness of the unrighteous and them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. 11. And for this cause, Yahweh shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, so this wicked is going to be so great on what he owns, and Yahweh is going to um, do what? Send strong delusion. About that what? They and a lie. That and they, they will believe a lie. lie. That's right. And they will believe a lie. He says, for this cause, <laughs> Yahweh is going to allow this man, this wicked, to do this from Satan. And he says, since you want to believe a lie, he's going to help work the lie. Is, is that what we read so far? That's what he's saying. And what, what, what does it say in verse 11? Well, this calls, Yahweh shall send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. That's what he's saying. All right, 12. That they might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm. Uh, because they don't want to believe what, Adam? <laughs> oh, give me a second here. They had pleasure in unrighteousness, so they had fun doing the wrong thing. Uh huh. But he said, it, but but he said, but what is the penalty? The penalty of it in verse twelve. According to verse twelve, penalty of this by by having pleasure in it. What is the penalty? According to verse 12. The children say they're going to be damned who believe not the truth. Mm-hmm. But have what? But have what? Believe not the truth. Uh-huh. But have what? According to verse 12. But have what? But they had, According to verse 12. They had had pleasure and unrighteousness. Oh, you mean they will continue to believe that someone can talk to the dead and they gave you a message, a dead person came back to me and that dead person 
told me something, and they're going to continue to believe that the dead can't the, the living can't communicate with the dead. Is <laughs> I'm saying right here? They believe that the the living can communicate with the dead. Is, is that is, is uh is we summing this up like that? Can we kind of we kind of you know you know we kind of pull teeth in this in this teacher right here? We kind of I want mother or yourself or young lions to bring it out. I don't want to bring it out. All I want to do is comment on it. What what do we get so far out of what we read right here? He said that the one that um verse twelve that they all might be damned who believe not the truth <laughs> but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Once you find out according to scripture that what mother read in Acts chapter eight, nine through eleven, Simeon be with the peoples with sorcery. And we find out this word has worked itself all the way up to to the original use of the word called pronounce again L N E C R O L A N C Y. Necro Necro Necromancy. And what that word mean? Necromancy is uh, is a necromancer. Necromancer. Yeah, what it means? That's the art that he what practices. That means? That he, it means that he's the one that conjures up uh, evilness in your mind by magic spells, by bewitching you. But what do we call Okay, do, do, well, any way you want to do it, fine. Just take your time. But what is he conjuring up? That's what I want to know. Fear. What is he? Okay. It looks sound like yeah, somebody else in there. Excellent. Excellent. Somebody worked it on Phil. Phil don't want to say he wants to hear it said to see what he can add on to it and say it. So, uh, young lion, um, break that down one more time, young lion. Take your time, and we find out this word right here, this word called um, sorcery, bewitching the people, and the new word they got, the original word came out was N-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y, and the best definition for this word is what again, uh, young lion, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ones who uh, conjure up or the supposed practice of communicating with the dead or spirits, especially in order to predict the future. Yes, right. Communicate. That's the number one. Now, anything you add on to it, you got people that can that can tell you they can communicate mm-hmm. with the dead. It's people that got they got. Um, Ouija boards, they got crystal balls, and they and they got places downtown today that they can communicate with the dead. They can bring anybody up with the right key with and whatever question you got to know 
they can they can bring it up and work with you on. So that new word for this word called again, say it again, Elder. Is what? Necromancer. Necromancer. And the the best, the number one definition is again, what is it again, y'all? Number one is what? The ones that can communicate with spirits. They can communicate with the dead. They can communicate with the dead. That's the number one answer is they can communicate with the dead. Mm-hmm. Some people will pay big money to communicate with one of their loved ones. They will do that today. That communicate with the dead. They are paid big money for it. Matter, matter of fact, when you when you um, can, uh, to, um, can we? Can we uh, possibly can we possibly precept that verse? Um, yeah, yeah, I can do it. Go ahead and do it. I'm all here. I got we got plenty of time. Three hour broadcast. Take your time. All this and it's all this conscience and stuff, and 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 believing in Satan and having Satan help him. Can we precept that verse to Second Corinthians four four? Six nights a week, we are rehearsing the righteous act. 
Because we know in Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonica, mother, and two, tw- two verse twelve. Can you have to see out in two verse twelve? Two okay. verse twelve. So it's no accident, mother. So what we doing? We rehearsing the righteous act by using the last case and and time is in with part two. So we rehearsing the righteous act, mother. So what do we say in Second Thessalonians two verse twelve? Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse twelve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Verse twelve reads that you would walk worthy of Yahweh, who has called no, no, you. Hold on, hold on, mother. Look at Second Thessalonians two twelve. Real chapter. First oh, Thessalonians. Look at Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse twelve. That they all might be them who believe not the truth, but had fled it in unrighteousness. You see? So you got some that have pleasure in it, mother. Some people know preacher is lying to you about their loved ones. Some people know that the preacher sent one of the accounts administration like they ever said and ask you what kind of funeral do you want? Do you want a a regular funeral or a little extra or a super? The regular funeral might cost you three hundred. The regular might cost you five and the super costs you a thousand. <laughs> what do we get in the regular, you get such that thing, but when it comes down to the, the middle, you might get the wave of money. You got the women that'll come and make a sound inside the church. And another one called, will say, and war will break down the aisle, running to the cast crying, and get everybody worked up. So it all depends on what you want. You want the wave of women? Or if you want the super. You know, it all depends on the motion of it at the funeral that you want. <coughs> you can get it all the way up to a thousand or more. So when you do the research on Pope we do the research on Pope Gregory, the Roman Catholic bishop. He was at Landis in spending money. And he knew it was on the book that came to this uh, word called, see, we know we had more calls on pronouncing the word wrong. Well, we might pronounce a lot of words wrong, but that's why we um, we said, well, we might pronounce the word wrong, but we'll tell you what the meaning of the word is. Uh, purgatory. Put in purgatory there, Elder, <laughs> and tell us what that word means. Purgatory. Because you got okay, read now in the Catholic Church. They'll tell you about purgatory. So put that word in the computer. And Pope Gregory XIII is a big bishop about this word that that was came to exist around about the eleven, twelve hundred. And this purgatory was And he was able to turn it into a financial game. 
because he said that was the greatest fundraiser it is, where you can respond <coughs> the emotions of those loved ones that, that they will be trapped between heaven and earth, and you want to get them all the way up. So he used that fundraiser, Pope Gregory thirteen as a way to get out of debt by pointing to people's emotions up, just saying that if you donate more money, then we can get to the lower ones quicker up in heaven. So look up the word purgatory and tell the national audience what that take your time out with the word. Now remember, you you better ed- edify them on the word purgatory. Spell the word out. But they can look it up in case of they can ask their phone, spell the word out again. P U R G A T. All right. This look, is a term that's used. <coughs> a term that's used uh, by the Roman Catholics. A place between heaven and hell. In the Roman Catholic doctrine, it's a place of state of suffering inhabitants by the souls of sinners who are expected to be in hell for their sins before going to heaven. Okay. So this purgatory is is somewhere between hell and heaven. (laughs) And Pope Gregory thirteen he um really because he lived outlandish life in the thirteenth century. And he got in debt, so he was going to know how to get out of debt. And they thought they, they thought this one a little bit in the 1100 to the 1300s, and Pope Gregory taking it and just uh, pounced on it. He was harnessed the emotions of the people, especially the ones of high standing and money. No loved ones have passed. Now they can be between heaven and earth. Don't you want them to get all the way up to heaven? Yes, yes I do. Then you got to hit that box a little hard. They, so they'll give and pull him right out of debt. He said that was the greatest fundraiser clergyman he came up with, purgatory. So now even today, purgatory is used today in the Roman Catholic Church, and it's all pertaining to how much money you want to pay to make things work fast. It's all about a money scheme. Purgatory. Getting the loved one quicker into heaven than tormented in between. So look up the word purgatory, P-U-R-G-A-T-O-R-O-Y, and understand the Catholic Church now use this word even to this day on the people of the Christians when they the head of the Christian church. So this word is used today, purgatory. Your loved one, you don't want to torment no more, right? No. Well then how much can you come up with to speed the process of them getting into heaven. And so you know if that's your close loved ones, 
you don't give all that you can or they don't suffer long enough to get them to heaven so they can be in the arms of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Right. With that WC, see, you very, you very, I ain't going to pronounce that word, neither. Sarcastic. Well, not really. It just, we better take a look at this word. And um, so now we clear what this word means. It means having communicate, communication with the dead. Now, hey, you know, read me, read me Leviticus 5, 1 and 17. Remember what Mother got to read. Let me read what Mother read. This is what Mother read. Mother read this over here in Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 12. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, now read me Leviticus 5, 1 and 17. Elder. Looking at Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1 and 17. One says, And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing, that is a witness, whether he has seen it or known of it, and he do not utter it, then he shall bear its iniquity. Okay. So and as you bring the ram, this, no, no, hold, hold on, that's it. One and seventeen, cool. that's it. So you say if you think this or know of it, and you have part in it, and you know it's not correct, and if you sit on the sideline and participate in it, you're gonna be damned along with them according to Second Thessalonians two verse ten. If if it's shown to you that natural matter pronounce again L that was correct, necromancer. And it means communicating with the dead of any sort. And if you know of someone, some pastor or somebody in your family that said they have communicated with the dead. Now we're going into the Bible and teaching it whole up about communicating with the dead. And we found out the definition of this word is called sorcery or bewitched. You've been bewitched. You've been tricked. So we found out what this word means through the Bible. That word is called bewitched and be. Now, let's see what Yahweh got written. If you know of this or you participate in it. Uh, now, we're going to be going to the Bible and find out. Now, remember the word. When you hear this word, but it got a dog back on you to this word called natural master. Now, let's go to Exodus 22.18. Mother, you take the first shot at Exodus 22, 18. Mother, Exodus 22, 18. You take the first shot at it. Let's see what we got. 
Okay. It's just 2218. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exodus 22, 18. The book of Exodus, chapter 22, verse 18. Thus shall not suffer a witch to live. And what is what is the, another word for bewitching a witch? What is the word they use from the 12th century to today? What's the word again? Uh, a witch. A necromancer. Oh, so now, according to my post to Moses in 2018, thou shalt not suffer a. Say the word again. Necromancer. A witch. No, no. We know it's witch, but what it means today? Word will mean today. You mean what today? Okay. So, Necromancer conjuring up spells. Okay. okay, good. But isn't that isn't that? Did we find a definition means uh, sorcery, uh, witchcraft, black magic? Didn't we didn't we find that word meant witchcraft, sorcery? Yeah, the wielding charm. Art. It, it means a whole lot of things. Just one word means we are gonna find out what best fitted today. The word witchcraft do not fit today. The word has been up to this word, macromancer. So now this is a big word now, but it's coming from a common word called a witch that practiced witchcraft. See, the word has been, like the word called for the four letters, text of grammar How is a big word? What do that word mean? It's only talking about the four letters. Why do you put a, such a long word on the four letters? But well, that's how we always play on harness your emotions. With that word, hexagrammaton. So what are you saying about hexagrammaton? Uh, the four letters, Y-H-W-A. See that? So the same thing we're saying now, so y'all working to see a little bit, we'll, we'll be able to just lay a little foundation. This word begins in 2018 as a witch. As time progressed on, it became witchcraft, sorcery, black magic, raising the dead, and all that. All this word starts raising up the level of this word. So now when we got past witch, 
it became bewitch and sorcery. And now the word, after the 1200 A.D. to the present, it became the word called the same thing, mantra, mantra, N-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-T-Y. So now this word has got to be a broader word to intelligence from other, you know, so this is where it means. So now, okay, good. So this word been rendered to to NASA master, but it and what they're talking about. So when they break this long word down, they only talking about what again, mother? Twenty-two eighteen. So when you break this long word down, all it's talking about is twenty-two eighteen. Yeah. Y'all work with this just a little bit because we don't try to you know, make a statement through the scriptures, but we got to be clear, we're on the right track. This long word right here came from this word in 2218. Read it again, Mother. Thus shall not suffer a witch. Did I say that long word? No. Say the word that, what's the word? Whatever word that 2218, I would do that. Thus shall not suffer a witch to live. Okay. Now, the process of time, this word, through the definition of this word right here, it be N-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? I'll do that well. As a process of time. So as a process of time, this word, this five letters right here, M-I-T-C-H, can this long, long word, N-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y, as time went on. When the English man got his got his hand on from the Latin, and they got it from the Greek, that's what the word became. So when you do your research, then you'll see how this word, they like the word called textogrammaton. You know, textogrammaton, textogrammaton. What that mean? Oh, you're talking about the four letters. What four letters? Y-H-W-H in the textogrammaton. Why put the wrong word on it? Well, that's how we wrote. We wrote to come up with a long word, but you think that we got it like that. And all you're talking about is the four letters, Y-H-W-A. So when we, so as time went on, this little five-letter word called wish, don't suffer a wish to live, this word became macromancer, right? So we're going back in the Bible and get a case in point through the precept. Come on, Hilda. Now we're going back into the Bible and get a precept on before it got into the hands of the other nation. Now we're going to first, now this 28, and start at 7 down to verse 13. We'll show you how you edify those that come before you by taking them up the steps one at a time. So, you know, in 2018, Mother Red, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Now, let's see, did they know about this as time went on in the Bible? First chapter 28, 
7, down to verse 13. Take your time, Elder. I'm all ears. That so was First Samuel, what chapter? First Samuel, twenty-eight, verse seven down to thirteen. Okay, First Samuel twenty-eight, reading verses seven to verse thirteen. Seven says, Then Saul said unto his servants, Seek you, seek me a woman that have a familiar spirit, that I may <laughs> go to her. And inquire of her. And his servant said unto him, Behold, there is a woman that has a familiar spirit at Endor. Eight. And Saul disguised himself and put on another raiment. And he went and took in with him. And it came to a woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. Nine. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knewest what Saul had done, how he had cut off those that have familiar spirit, and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? Ten. And Saul swear to her by the Yahweh, saying, as the Yahweh liveth, there shall, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Eleven. Then the woman said, Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. Well, and when the I woman said. saw. <laughs> The Bible going to tell the story. I just got to get those on the, on the stage. Just help those feel just a little bit. Because we be sent back with all what they call the clothing. So we want to bring it up, but we but we just not read verses. We know what we read. So now we found out all the definitions that were said about the words. You read it right here in First Samuel chapter 8. Verse seven through thirteen is telling you every word you said this word meant means they it all gonna come up into this. And remember the mother read two eighteen, thou shalt not suffer a wish to live. And then you hear the witch that told her. You know Saul find out about this, I will be put to death. So that means they knew that this stuff was not tolerated. Coming around with the dead. They knew it then because the woman said, Yeah. And if Saul found out that if I was doing this, that's a death sentence on me. Sign off, they understood, but today we don't understand anything today. And here's right here the woman knew that if anyone done what we call today the new word, natural master. You was automatically put to death according to Exodus twenty-two eighteen. As time went on, a thousand fifteen hundred years later, they knew it. How they knew it? Because the woman just said, "I know if if the king catches doing this new great big word." If someone along with the dead or try to bring back up the dead, 
it is a death sentence. Not what the word means in the Bible. This master master means thumbing around with the dead, trying to bring back a some dead person from the ground. And Yahweh say, if you've done these things, if you do this thing, or even know of it, it, it ain't nothing but a death sentence. Y'all understand what I'm saying now? Okay. If y'all understand what those things are saying, this was a death sentence then, but now it's tolerated. You see? Now it's tolerated. Now we got loved ones will go to uh, NASA. They got the great big new word and said, can you look in your crystal ball and 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 tell me what my grandma and find out what she what she left that that suitcase in my head? I I need to ask her a question. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I can do. And there and there you sitting all around on the crystal ball and Ouija boards and everything, and all of a sudden your little one to start speaking, <laughs> huh? Is that is, is that is, is that right? Oh, is that right? Oh, I can't get nothing out of this class here. But come back to Second Thessalonians, mother. Come back to the second chapter of Second Thessalonians. And can you read me 10 and 11? Can you read me verse 10 and 11, mother? Hey, Mother E, can you read those here, verse 10 and 11? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Okay, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10 and verse 11. And with all deceivingness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Verse 11. And for this cause, Yahweh shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. Yeah. So, he says, the only way you're going to be saved, you got to believe the truth. But since you don't want to believe the truth, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have somebody to pull off your desire that you be damned. That you won't, you won't believe, you're not going to believe what the Bible says. You're going to believe what Pope Gregory came up with after the research of purgatory, meaning even today. You catch any Catholic today, they believe in today. They've been bewitched so long that they believe that instead of getting the torment on earth, if you put the right money together, you work and get to heaven. But, and then if you know if your loved one is in that state, you don't want them to be tormented no more than what they already went through already. So how much do it take for me to get my loved one out of that torment and get them up to heaven? Now, Elder, again, read the definition of purgatory one more time. Read the definition of it. Listen to the definition of this word again, purgatory. 
Okay, purgatory, as we said before, is what the Roman Catholic uh, people had a definition, a spot between heaven and hell. And when you look at that word, that's what it means. It's a uh, place where sinners go that have not quite made it to hell, or have not quite made it to heaven, they're stuck in the middle piece. That came from the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, so now your microphone won't start acting up unless WCCM got into it. All that good night bass sound, I don't hear nothing. We didn't hear nothing, but we heard it, but we didn't hear it. I mean, holy. So now the Roman Catholic Church. Now, I wonder how many Roman Catholic Church members today will say we are part of purgatory even to this day. Huh? Now, the definition of purgatory is you in between hell and you in between heaven. Now, what do you want to do to get your loved ones up a little quicker into heaven? Or you want to do to stay into hell and be tormented, and you will say in your mind, especially if you got a couple of dollars, I don't want my loved ones to be tormented anymore. Okay? Then you, you, you um, start filling, it, filling in the, and um, signing it, you know, so I get the money right and we can make that happen. Right? But that WC, see, stop being so sarcastic, but you are right. Well, we it's not the public, right? We, we, we want the ministry to be right. See, it's their job only to make you think on some things because you're going to be on the clock one day. And if you're part of, of a ministry that you in purgatory, uh, someone you love wants, and you hear the overseer say, well, you know they, they got to go through purgatory, and you ask them what that means. Well, they got to be tried in hell, in between hell and heaven. Now, with the proper money into my treasury box, we can make it happen. I just get all the way up. And, you know, by you being a member of the Catholic Church, you're going to do everything you can to get that money up because you don't want your loved ones to be tormented anymore. And Pope Gregory, out of his own mouth, say, in the 1300s, after he found his clergyman, found that record about purgatory, he said, this is the greatest fundraiser that he ever put <laughs> Because he was able to, um, he was an outlandish uh, pope. He spent a lot of money, and he didn't know how to get it back up. So you know how you, know how you have your, sometimes you have lawyers to research the loophole. So his president come up with the loophole. Said he got a thing called purgatory on table there, oh, and if you can harness their brain to thank that they can get in heaven a little bit quicker, imagine how much money they'll still make. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Try that. He found out he got he got out of debt and, and Rome was saved in his day, so he got out of debt with purgatory. Look up the directors. You find out. Oh Gregory the thirteenth. Got it? Look at this. Now, let's go back to the book. Now, so we found out that this whole definition was read Master Master meant read and the witch that Samuel was wanted to go find me because I couldn't get no more message because Samuel was dead. So he couldn't get no message, so he said, go find me a witch that can bring up Samuel from the ground and tell me what should I do because the Philistines, they breathe down my neck real bad. I, I need to know something. But Samuel was dead. Now, let's go and see what is the truth about when you die. We go and find out what is the truth about when you die. Okay, now we're going to do that. Okay, let's let's uh, let's bring Saul in for time's sake. What happened to Saul? Now, Ella, or mother, let's read what happened to Saul. Now, let's find out what happened. That I won't want one of you all to break this down. First Chronicles. 1013, what happened to him? Then, then once you read it, mother, then break down that scripture after you read it. First Chronicles, now remember, the king went looking for a witch on his council board. Yeah, that's one is indoor. He can, uh, he said, go get him, test the plumbing, because I wanted to find out about this man, this my fear out mm-hmm. here, that's dead. I need some help. So she said, if Saul found out about it, I will be killed. So we now we know the definition of what word we're talking about. Now let's find out by by him participating in that act, knowing that he read, he knew about 2218, Yahweh shall not suffer a wish to live. He knew about that, but he got in a panic. And let's see what happens when you jump off and do such a thing. First Chronicles 10, 13. Let's be good. Take your time to read with some faith. Elder, can we try to edify what we on the subject matter of First Chronicles 10, 13, what does it say? Okay. 10, 13 says, So Saul died for his transgressions, which he had committed against the Yahweh even against the word of the Yahweh, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. Who want to break that down? Who want to break that down? Who want to break down 1 Chronicles 10, 13? Remember what you read in 1 Samuel 28, 7 to 13, but for edifying the national audience, break down First Chronicles ten thirteen. He had three things that he did. First of all, he sinned against the uh, Yahweh, against the Yahweh okay. word. Uh-huh. Okay, but hold on a minute. What was Yahweh's word he sinned against? Mother, come back to Exodus twenty two eighteen to read. What? Word did Yahweh say 
in the beginning that he that he did Exodus twenty two eighteen. <laughs> Exodus 22, 18. Verse 18. Exodus 22, 18 means, Thus shall not suffer a witch to live. So Yahweh in the record says, anybody, anybody do this, fucking around with the dead, they is not to live. That was, that was the foundation what was told to Moses to tell the children of Israel. Now, Saul came thousand years later. But he had the record, don't be stumbling around with the dead, because if you do so, you up under that sin. So now, now when we read first Chronicles 10, 13, what did Yahweh do and why and what he did on 10, 13 to Saul for going Tell this big dignitaries, go find me a witch that can bring up Samuel from the dead because I'm confused. <laughs> what happened according to 1013? Read again, Elder. 1013, one more time. What happened? Okay. 13 says, so Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Yahweh even against the word of the Yahweh, which he kept not. Also, for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. Okay, go ahead. What, what, what you got there, Elder? Well, I was explaining the first part. He didn't keep the Yahweh's word. And uh, he committed trans- uh, transgressions against Yahweh. And just what Samuel had done, he sought, sought out a familiar spirit, a witch, mm-hmm. to inquire of it, asking him for counsel from a familiar spirit. Mm-hmm. And, 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 what, and what did Saul want the, the witch, the familiar spirit to do? What did, what did, he, what did he want her to do? He was asking the familiar spirit for counsel. Yeah, for what to do what? Some information. Yeah, what did he want? What did he want? What did he want the witch to do? Come on, mother. What do you want the witch to do? Oh, he wants the witch to. Read verse 9 and 10. Go back to First Samuel twenty-eight, nine, and ten. What did he want the witch to do? Verse nine and ten. First Samuel chapter twenty-eight. Verse nine and ten. Nine and ten. Let me get back there. Put my mark in there. First Samuel twenty-eight, verse nine and verse ten. And the woman said unto him, Behold. Thou knowest what what Saul had done, how he had cut off those that have familiar spirits and the wizard and the wizard out of the land, wherefore he had led 
by a snare for my life to cause to cause me to die. Verse ten, and saw so answer to her by the Yahweh saying, as the Yahweh lives, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Uh huh. And, and and what does she want? And what does God want her to do? Read another verse, mother. What what did what did Samuel want her to do? Verse number then, verse eleven. Then said the woman. Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? So, so you see, what he wanted her to do was bring up Samuel that was dead. Because Samuel was the seer and the Philistines was breathing down his back. So he needs some counsel then. So he tried to call on Yahweh, but Yahweh never answered him. That's another lesson. And I got to teach on that, I'll do it another day. So Samuel was in a tight. So he asked his counsel board to go and find me a witch that can help me and, and get Samuel up to fear and tell me what what that I got to do to get the Philistines off of me. But Saul panicked. He knew what the scripture said, even the woman knew. You don't summon around with the dead because the dead what? Now we're going to see the dead what? So he knew that, but sometimes you might get in, like today, we might get in a panic and miss the need more kick in, and we forget all about it. We know what we're supposed to, to do. We let the flesh get away. Like, like we know we're supposed to keep the Saturday, sundown, Friday night, but sometimes the flesh can get in the way and tell you, well, we can, let's skip a couple of these Saturdays and do something else. And your flesh will say, you know the truth is not to do it, but your flesh will tell you, yeah, well, it, it won't hurt. See? See? See, that what happened, and Yahweh tried you in a type to see what you do. What you do when he got ridden? Saul knew what was written in 22.18 to not suffer a natural master to live or sorcerer to live, the black magic to live. Thrown around the dead, they supposed to die. The woman knew it. Wait a minute. You know Saul put people to death behind this kind of stuff. You know, I can't be doing this openly because Saul got a commission to kill anybody doing this thing here called the, the new word called Mansur Mansur. That's the new word today. But here go the old word right here. And if you was caught doing that back in these days, 
you will just be put to death. Coach Yahweh said in 22.18. So now, in 22.18, he said, Thou shalt not suffer a wish to live. Mm-hmm. If you catch that, that's the, that's the end of that. Right? Now, today, we're going to channel board and everything to bring up the dead today. Yeah, yeah. That is my that is my little one's boy. Now they're able to pull off your little one's boy and say, it is me, Uncle Mikey. <laughs> it's me, Uncle. That is Uncle Mikey. I recognize this boy. See this? Oh, and they get excited. They get excited. Wait, 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 wait. Don't get excited now. Hit that box a little bit more now. They just going to pour something in that box. Now, what you want me to ask, Uncle Mikey? Uncle Mikey, where do you, where do you leave that? Catch that money. Where you put it at? Huh? All that kind of stuff goes on today. It goes on today. All you do is just go in your piece of cell phone and find out. I want me um, a crystal ball reader or a palm reader or call um, Zodiac signs. All that, all that, you know, all that is going on today, right? What, what, what is your horoscope? What, what's your horoscope is? I'm a, I'm a Gemini, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's going on today. See? Well, you usually have programs on TV that well, you a Gemini, that means you can do this and you see that. You buy into that. Isn't that what you do? Yeah. All right, yeah. Not a fan of book of you. So now, you're not supposed to do that. So now, Charles knew that she couldn't do it, but he got in a panic. Because God well, told you, you know what the, what the, what the record say, and ain't nothing going on after you did. But he panicked because the Philippines was landing out. So now in First Chronicles again, Elder, read it one more time, 10, 13, and let's find out what caused Saul to his death and mother be turned to Malachi 3, verse 6, we already get at it. When they ought to read this right here, 10, 13. Come on, y'all. First Chronicles 10, 13. First Chronicles 10, 13. So Saul died for his transgressions, which he had committed against the Yahweh, even against the word of the Yahweh, which he kept not and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. So now, so why, why, was, why, why did Saul die before his time? For going against the aqua and seeking a familiar spirit. And, 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 and what he wanted was the wish to bring up a dead person out of the ground and tell them to tell them something. Is that right? That's what it's saying. All right. What you got, Molly? Come on, Molly. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 reads, For I am the Yahweh, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob, are not condemned. 
Kazoom. So what we read in 2018 is still applied today. He don't change much. So what same thing that was told in 2018 and Samuel getting an early death in 1013, he don't change much. So those that do such a thing today, he don't change. And those that have pleasure in being part of that, it still don't change when he got written in Leviticus chapter 5, 1 and 17. I'm gonna I'm gonna get them and I'm gonna get you for being in that number. He don't change. Now go to Hebrews 13 verse 8, mother. Let's get let's, let's go with the new book. Let's see in the new book, 13 verse 8. 13 verse 8, Hebrews 13 verse 8, mother. Book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Yet was the Son, the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Hmm. So, who won't take a shot at that there? If, if he the same yesterday, today, ain't going to be the same forever. So now, the subject matter we on, if anybody thumbing around with the dead, or say somebody didn't say something to them, Yahweh found the same today, yesterday, and forever. So what Yahweh did to those that did it then, he's going to get you now, sooner or later. Is, is that what we're reading, El? That's what it's saying. Yahweh. So if you, but if you see somebody do such a thing, that can communicate with the dead, and you know of it, and you don't say nothing about it, and you know of it. You might be sitting in a church, and you got somebody that they could, they have communicated with the dead, came back and told me something. Your loved ones have told me they have made it, be on the other side. They have said that. Now, if you if you hear this. And you let it go on and pay it no never mind. Come back to Leviticus 5, 1, and 17 again. Let's see what you got coming. If you in that number, and when that overseer tell you, don't worry about Grandma Sally. She made. She told me she made it. <laughs> she already made it to heaven. That means she got past. <laughs> Catholic Church, purgatory. She's not stuck in between nowhere. She already is in the arms of our Lord Jesus Christ. See? See? Now, what do you say about that? We'll read what? You said Leviticus? <laughs> chapter I 17. One and, uh, chapter 17 in Leviticus? Leviticus chapter 5. Verse 1. And 17. Okay, 1 and 17. 1 says, If a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he has seen 
or known of it, and he do not utter it, then he shall bear its infant. Seventeen. Seventeen says, And if a soul sinner, and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Godwell, though he wishes not, yet he is guilty, and shall bear his now, the record says again, if you know of a pastor doing this thing, you know you've been a feeling and that pastor told you your loved ones have done, they have made the homecoming. They they, they, they there because they have told him that they are made. He said, if you hear this, and if you don't say nothing about it, just ask him to get him. I'm going to get you two for being in that number. And that same thing they do today is, how you build a corner? You show them three corners. Somebody else has done wrong, but since you're in that number, you all go to jail, right? That same thing y'all well, I'll tell you on a spiritual level. If you hear a preacher have put your loved ones in heaven and they'll communicate with you that they have made it, you just as guilty as they are and you're going to pay the price for it. Because we read in Malachi 3, verse 6, he was saying today, yesterday and forever. We read Hebrews 13, verse 8. He was saying today, yesterday and forever. Now we're going, Mother going to read and start it off in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Now I tell you, before we get, to, before we get, to, before we get there, let's start out about our King David. Now our King David, Mother, be turned to second. Samuel 12. Be turned to 2 Samuel 12, Mother, while he'll do a little talking to her. So now we go on to the father of Solomon. And he was in a type in 2 Samuel 12. Let's see what he said that he passed on to his boy. We're going to 2 Samuel chapter 12, and we're going to pick it up at verse 18. Mom. Let's read a little bit. Let's start it off right there. 12, 18. Mom. You on the clock? Come on. 2 Samuel chapter 12, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 18. And it come to pass on the seventh day that the child died, and the servant of and the servant of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. But they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, he speak unto him, and he would not hearken answer unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead. Verse 19. But when David saw that his servant whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servant, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Verse 20. Then David arose from the earth and watched and anointed himself and changed his appearance 
and killed and came unto the house of the Yahweh, the temple of Yahweh, and whispered. Then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Verse 21, Then said his servant unto him, what thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fat and weep for the child, while it was alive. But when the child was dead, it did rise and eat bread. Verse 22. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fast and wept. Well, I said, who can tell whether Yahweh will be gracious to me that the child may live? Verse 23. Now he said, then where should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him but he shall not return to me. Hold on, Marvin. I hear the man say it. He said he's done it. He, he, why, why that child was struggling for his life and breathing and all that good stuff. He said, I prayed. I asked Joshua, would you save my boy? Would you do something for my child? And then, but then all of a sudden, he turns around and... um. You know, he, 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 wasn't, he was fasting, he was doing everything. He was fasting, praying, doing everything for his little one, his child. But all of a sudden, David perceived, looked over at his council board, and his council board was uh, looking like something to happen. So, so David asked the question, is my, is my child still alive? I said, no, he's dead, David. And David just got up and went... Things is raining. Asked for all the food he can get his hand on and everything. They said, why in the world did you do that for David? Why did David do that? He was doing all that moaning and groaning and whatever. David said. It was David said. But now, verse 23. But now, he is dead. Wherefore, shall I pass? Why should I pass now? He's dead now. Can I bring him again? Can I bring him back? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Now you know what David said? He said, sooner or later, I'm going where he at. He ain't never coming back where I'm at. So what am what I asking for now? Once, it, once you dead, David knew through the special is over. But you think that you still can go and moan and groan and get a, and get somebody to tell you something about the dead. David said, no, they don't work like that. David said, once you're dead, you might as well stop that crying and go about your business because it's over. Mm-hmm. That was David said. He said, he said, I shall go to him 
but he shall not return to me. He ain't coming back to me. It's over with him. And look what he did in the next verse. Now watch what David done in the next verse. Verse 24. Verse 24. And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went in unto her, and laid with her, and she bare a son, and he called his name Solomon. And the Yahweh loved him. Ain't that something? David, David, when David got on up and changed the rain, he wouldn't look for it. He wouldn't look for his better half. Look at how I, 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 I got to make me another one. This is over here. Mm-hmm. Boy, you see how much knowledge we so far behind. And we still be moaning and groaning. Look at David say he did. David the king going to be king forever. David, once he found out that his son was dead, he knew that was the end of it. He said, where, where that old lady of mine at? Let me go start on and, and make me another song. So he went and laid with Bathsheba and produced Solomon. So you, you see, we've been taught wrong on every point. Every point we've been taught wrong, and now it's time for a ministry to, to correct. David done all he can while the child was struggling trying to make it. He fasted, prayed to Yahweh, he done everything he can. But once that child gave up the breath, he immediately got on his feet. When changed the rain, went on about his business. Now we now we can get a precept on that. Now his son is going to come behind that with a precept. Now, come on, hell, let's go to the third chapter of Ecclesiastes. Now we get a precept on this. Now I'm going to do a little precept now. Third chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. Now this, now, this is David's boy. He's seen all that, and now he's going to do some talking himself now. He's seen all that's going on, David's boy. And he's back to chapter 3, Elder. Now we're going to see what did he do after he's been educated big time. So we're going to see what he did, what, what, he, what he does. We're going, for time's sake, he's back to chapter 3. And we're going to pick it up at verse number. Seventeen. Here was seventeen. Okay. Please ask six, uh, three. Looking at verse seventeen. Seventeen says, I said in mine heart, Yahweh shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is time, there is for every purpose, for every work. Go ahead. 18. Go ahead. 18. I said in my heart, concerning the estate of the sons of men, that Yahweh might manifest them and and that they might see that they are themselves our beasts. <laughs> My king, come on. My king. For that which befalleth on the sons of men, befalleth beasts. Even 
one that he thought of them as the one bias. So bias the others. Yeah, they are all one breath. So that a man had no permanence above the beast. Three minutes. Three minutes. Man have no
and run from that Mormon Catholic Church purgatory <laughs> as fast as you can. And blackjack your loved ones if they got a contract. Pull that pistol out. Blackjack them. Let them wake up, sleep on your couch somewhere. And put lucky there and have lucky people in them. Make sure they don't, they don't get upset. We try to save your life. It don't work like that. Let's go to the ninth chapter. Hey, Mother Z, let's get a little bit in, Mother Z. Let's get a little bit in. We'll get a, we'll get a commentary out. Let's go to the ninth chapter, Mother Z. And let's get a little commentary on this, Mother Z. We're going to the ninth chapter, verse number one. Hey, Mother Z, Yahweh be to that senior royal. Yahweh bless and keep you, see Israel, a royal sea. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, let, let, let's get a little bit in here. We get a commentary on you. Let's get let's get a little bit in on the ninth chapter, verse one. We please act in chapter nine. Let's read, let's read a couple of verses. Then we get to close the statement out. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse one. Verse one. For all these, for all this, I consider in my mind. Even to declare all this that the righteous and the wise and the, and their works are in the hands of Yahweh, no man knoweth either love or hate by all that is before them. Two. Two. Verse two. All Ecclesiastes chapter nine verse two. All things all things come alike to all that is there is one even to the there is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean and to the unclean to him that sacrifice and to him that sacrifice not as it as it the good as is the good so is the sinner and he that swear as he, as he, him that feareth feareth and oath. Verse 3 in the closing statement. Verse 3 in the closing statement, that mother come out. Verse 3. This, there is, this is an evil, there, wait a minute, there is an Evil among all things that are down done under the sun, that there is one event unto all, yea, also the mind of the son of man is full of, full of evil, and madness is in their mind. Why? While, while the living, 
while they they live and after that they go to to the dead. Wait a minute. No, no, they go to heaven, Mother. Hey, Mother Z, no, after you die, you go to heaven. No. No. Where you go, Mom? No. Where you go, Mom? You go to the dead. You to go the to the dead. You go brown. You don't go up nowhere, Mr. Preacher. You go back mm-hmm. where you came from. You go back to the dust where you came from. You don't go up in heaven flying around in the arms of Lord God Jesus Christ. It ain't no such thing as no purgatory, Roman Catholic Church, purgatory. You cannot die your loved ones up in the heaven. Your loved ones is in the ground, just like you're going to be in four minutes coming up in the, the, the Thursday night lesson. All right, Mother, what's your commentary on that, Mother? Mother Z, what you got to say? Uh, what do y'all put on you to say you on the clock? Come on. Uh, I'm going to read uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Okay, but reading that verse, verse, um, chapter 12, let me see, remember. Hmm. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, I'm going to start reading that verse 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto Yahweh, who gave it. Vanity or that vanity, said the teacher. All in vanity, verse 9, and moreover, because the teacher, preacher, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge, yea, he gave good heed and thought out and set in order many proverbs, verse 10. The preacher sought to find out acceptable acceptable words and that and that which was written was upright. Every word of truth, verse eleven. The words of the wise are as gold. And as nails fashioned by the master of assembly, which are given for one shepherd, verse twelve. A fruit and further by this deed, my son, be of the and money. A money's man making many books that is no end and much sturdy is a awareness of the field. 
the flush, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fill the Yahweh and keep his Torah instruction, for this is the whole duty of man. Verse 14. For Yahweh shall bring every work into judgment with 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 every secret thing which whether it be good or whether it be evil. Hallelujah. 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 Yahweh said unto my Yahweh, 
sit thou on my right hand. 35, until I make thou forth thou footstool. Good. So, so mother, according to verse 34, what did he say about David? According to verse 34. Okay. Verse 34. David might have sent it up to heaven, but he... But, but mother, but, don't we, don't, 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 have you heard of them paying the preachers about our loved ones in heaven? Have you heard that before, that our loved ones is in heaven? Yeah, I hear that before. They said... But, but what did he say out of his own mouth in 313, Mother St. John? What did the Almighty say out of his own mouth in 313? Yeah, what, what did he say on mouth, Mother, according to St. John 313? Okay. Oh, St. John chapter 3, verse 13 reads. St. John chapter 3, verse 13. And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Okay. Son of Man said, I left heaven. And how many men was up there, Mother, according to 213? How many men were up? You know, I mean, you you know, I mean, you left in your house. You can say to me, "No, nah, ain't no, ain't over there." I left my house. I know who in my house. Y'all want to say how many men have ascended up to heaven, mother? And he said, "No man, but one." That was Yahweh the Son. And that's himself. He's the only one been to heaven is him himself. So he know who he left there, and he left no man there. So how many men get chance to go to heaven, mother? Uh, no man, but Yahweh the Son. Okay, good. Now precept that to eleven twenty one, mother. Uh, Deuteronomy. See, mother, this is how you take care of business. Let's find out at Deuteronomy eleven twenty one, mother, how you precept that no man are sent to heaven. Find out about the heaven that. It's referring to no man has been up, up and away. But let's talk about it in Deuteronomy 11, 21, mother. What did it say? Deuteronomy 11, 21. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 21. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 21. That your days may be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which Yahweh swear unto your father to give them as the days of heaven, as the days of heaven upon the earth. So our our heaven is where, mother? Where is our heaven going to be at? On earth. On the earth. <laughs> hey, mother, you see why we, you see these preachers, they, they, these preachers, they are lying so long that we just believe that lie. Our heaven is well, mother. On earth. On earth. 
not up, up in the way. Mr. Preacher, why you put my loved ones up, up in the way? Our heaven is on earth. Is that what we read, Mother? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 4, down to verse 6. We'll take it on down to verse 9. We'll close out with this. Now, just, let's read. Um, let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse um, 4 down to verse 6. What does it say? 4 down to verse 6, Mom. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 4 to 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 4. Okay. But to him that is drawn to all the living, there is hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion. Verse 5. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward for the memory of them is forgotten. Verse 6. Also, their love and their mind and their envy is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. You hear that, Mother? He said, when they die, their memory, I mean, their brain stopped working. Mm-hmm. Their brain don't work anymore. So you can't pull nobody up, Samuel, to tell them anything because they don't know nothing no more. Saying they do, they don't know nothing no more. Their memory, their love, their hate is all over with. They just land there like a brick. It's all over with. So you go and visit the grave. They land there like a brick lay there, like a buck, a rock. That's the end of it, according to the Bible. Now, David, now Solomon had to pull his mother. Where did he pull it from? Put your marker there, mother. Put a marker in there now, mother. We're going to 146, verse 4, and come right back to Psalm. 146, verse 4, and let's see where Solomon pulled that verse from. 146, verse 4. Okay. Coming right back. The book of Psalm, chapter 146, Psalm 146, verse 4. His breath goes forth. He returned to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts passed. Get that, mother? His breath goes forth. His breath go forth in that very day, that same day when he died, his mind stopped working. His mind stopped working. Once you're dead, your mind don't work no more. Your mind, your mind, he can't come back and tell you nothing because when you die, your mind, your mind don't work no more. Your mind can't tell you nothing. No more. That's why he says in 2018, if anybody do 
such a thing like that, they worthy of death. Because you can't bring the dead back for no reason. They mind have stopped working. If that will read, read again, mother, let's see that your mind stop working again. Verse 4, this is Solomon's daddy telling you what happened after death. Verse 4, Psalm, 146, 4. Psalm 146, verse 4. His death goes forth. He returned to his earth. And that very day, his thoughts passed. Is that what he's saying, Mother? In that very day, you don't know nothing no more. Is that what he's Mother? No more remember. Okay. That was the Bible said, right, Mother? Mm-hmm. Now, now swing back to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. Now, swing back to 9, verse 10, Mother. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 10, and let's see what the book says. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. What's that name, Mother? What's that name? I mean that... Um, Amen. It means that uh, it's that uh, while you live and do do whatsoever your hands are fine to do. So uh, once you're dead, there ain't no knowledge or no wisdom in the grave. And nobody can bring you up. No, it's no device can bring you up. No Ouija board. No. Um, Spinning marble, no uh, no crystal ball, can nothing bring you up again. It is over with as long as the sun outside. And long as you know a sun outside, that's how it's going to be. Now read me verse uh, 7 down to verse 10 to close the thing. Verse, now he's going to tell you what he wants you to do. If you've gone to any of that, he can tell you now what he wants you to do. 7 down to verse 10. And the closing statement, Mother, we catch you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. After the you same read 7 verse. Same book, 7 through 10. 9, 7 through 10, and a closing statement. Take your time, Mother. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 7 to 10. Verse 7. Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry mind. For Yahweh now accepts thy work. Verse 8. Let, let thy garment be always white, and let thy he- head like no ornament. Verse 9. Be of darkness with the white whom thy lovest. All the days of the life of their vanity, which he had given thee under this song, all the all the days of their vanity, but that is thy portion in this life, 
and in that in thy labor which thou takest under the thorn. Verse ten. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. Is, is, is that plain, Mother? Is that what? Is that plain? Is that plain enough, Mother? Right. All right. Close the statement to the mark. Six o'clock is all yours. Come on. Oh, just thanking and praising Yahweh for this class. Thanking and praising Yahweh for the teacher. And thanking and praising Yahweh for the ones that are listening in the class. For the thing and praising Yahweh that I'm able to uh, be in the class. And I thank and praise Yahweh that we, I understand that uh, the dead do, do not know nothing. And I understand that the dead is not coming back until. The sun comes. Hallelujah. 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 Now, see, that was the mother telling exactly the way it is. And now you're going to continue to go to Bureau and have that preacher tell you about a $300, or $1,000, and then your loved ones have told them they are made it up, up, and away. See that? And you're going to go to the Catholic Church and pay down on purgatory. <laughs> you don't want to be in hell. You don't want you want to get there to, to heaven, and you stuck in the middle, so you're going to go and give this man all your money again, fundraising. But it tells you in Leviticus chapter 5, one in 17, if you know the truth and you continue to keep doing whatever happened to him, it's going to happen to you. That's 